Good day, and welcome back to Latin 2 from the Church of St. Agnes. This is Jim May. I'm happy to be with you. Today we're going to be going over our drills and exercises for unit number 20, beginning on page 169 and following. So let's take a look at Roman numeral number 2, which uh, gives us five short sentences that drill us on independent uses of the subjunctive. Letter A, laudemus dominum, laudemus. There we see the E in the first conjugation. Laudo, laudare is the verb to praise, but we see an E, the sign of the subjunctive. Therefore, it's an independent use of the subjunctive. First person plural, the hortatory subjunctive. Let us praise the Lord. As my friend used to call it, as I told you, the let us subjunctive. A hortatory or just of subjunctive. Let us praise the Lord. That's pretty straightforward. Let's look at B. Liberemus servos. Liberemus. Again, we have a first conjugation verb. Libero, liberare. The E is the sign of the subjunctive. Remember the mnemonic device. We hear a liar friar. E is the sign of the first conjugation subjunctive. So we have liberemus, let us free the slaves or the servants. Another jussive or hortatory subjunctive. Letter C, utinam deus servetnos. Now the second you see utinam, you need to think ah, utinam plus a subjunctive, an attainable wish. Uh, and we would translate that literally would that God might save us. Would that God may save us. Uh, we don't say would that very often in English anymore. It's, oh, I wish that God would save us. But the point is, when you see that utinam in Latin, that's an introduction plus the subjunctive to an attainable wish. So, oh, would that God might save us, or I wish God would save us. Uh, letter D. Tua fides firmetur. Tua fides is the subject, right? Firmo firmare, to make firm, to strengthen. Let your faith be strengthened. Let your faith be made firm. This is a third person singular. Your faith is the subject. Firmetur, let it be made firm. Let it be strengthened. Uh, it could also mean may your faith be strengthened. It's a subjunctive. Could be a justive subjunctive or could even be a wish. Let your faith be strengthened. And the final one, vocemur ad domini cena. Vocemur, first conjugation verb, voco vocare, but notice the E, so it's subjunctive. And it's more, the ending is more, not mus. Vocemus would mean let us call. Vocemur, let us be called. Let us be called to the supper, the chenam, the, the, the meal of the Lord, the Lord's Supper. Let us be called to the supper of the Lord. So there you have it. A little bit of drill on the independent uses of the subjunctive, both the hortatory or jussive subjunctive and the uh, so-called uh, subjunctive of wish or optative subjunctive. Uh, with utinam uh, and the subjunctive, or sometimes just with the subjunctive, to show a wish. Okay, 
Good, let's turn right to our exercises. And this week we're doing the odd numbered exercises. So we'll dig right in at number one. Filius hominis traditor in manus peccatorum from the Gospel of Matthew. The Son of Man, that's an appellation of Jesus, of course, that's the subject. Traditor, there's your passive verb from trado, tradere. Trado means to hand over. The word we get tradition from, to hand down, right? So the Son of Man, traditor, is handed into is handed over into manus peccatorum, into the hands of sinners. The Son of Man is handed over into the hands of sinners. It's a pretty straightforward sentence with the use of the passive verb traditor. Number three is one we all know and have said many, many times at Mass if we attend in Latin. Pater noster quies in celis sanctificetur nomen tuum. Our Father, who art in heaven, you who are in heaven, sanctificetur nomen tuum. Notice, nomen tuum is the subject. Sanctificetur is the verb. It is a passive verb, but more importantly, it's a subjunctive mood. The E, first conjugation, the sign of the subjunctive. Let your name be sanctified. We say, hallowed be thy name. Let your name be holy. Let it be sanctified. This is that third person, just of subjunctive or hortatory subjunctive in the third person. Let your name be sanctified. So that's the beginning of our, our Father. Very good. Uh, and it's a good expression there to show you uh, how that subjunctive works. Let's take a look at number five. Utinam corpus et sanguis domini Jesu Christi nos ab omnibus iniquitatibus nostris liberent. Okay, now when you see that utinam, you're going to think, ah, uh, here comes a wish, and you're going to look for a subjunctive verb. Here we have the subject, corpus et sanguis. Would that the body and blood domini Jesu Christi of Jesus Christ Lord Nos ab omnibus iniquitatibus nostris liberat. There's your verb, liberat, from libero, liberare, to free. Would that the body and blood of our Lord Jesus free nos, us, ab omnibus iniquitatibus nostris, from our, all of our iniquities or sins. Would that the body and blood of our Lord Jesus free us from all our sins. That's a wish, liberant in the present subjunctive with introduced by utinam. So uh, be on the lookout, and the second you see that utinam, you have to think subjunctive coming and wish coming. Okay, let's take a look at number seven. Domino demus panem nostrum, fructum terre et operis manuum hominum. Okay. So we have domino demos, demos, from do dare. First conjugation verb to give. We see the E. We say, ah, the E. We hear a liar friar. Ah, subjunctive. Let us give. That's the let us subjunctive, the hortatory subjunctive. Let us give domino to the Lord. Notice what the verbs to give. We often have uh, very commonly the uh, indirect object in the dative. Let us give what? Panem nostrum, our bread. Now, what's this fructum terre? Notice, fructum in the same case as panem nostrum 
It's in a positive. Let us give our bread. What is our bread? It's the fruit, tere, the fruit of the earth, and then more genitives. And it's the fruit of operis, the work, manuum, of the hands, hominum, of humans. So we have three genitives there. It's the fruit of the earth, and it's the fruit of the work of the hands of humans. We would say the fruit of human hands. But notice hominum is actually a noun, so we have three genitives. The, it's the fruit of the work of the hands of men or of people. Manuum, fourth declension, plural genitive. Us, um, ibus, us, ibus. So the, it's the work, it's the fruit of the land and the fruit of the work of human, we'd say of human hands. So that's an interesting one simply because of the way they pile up the genitives there. Uh, but I think it's pretty clear that it's the work of human hands. Okay, number nine. Now, if you've listened to me, you're on the lookout here. Utinam paterna delexio no semper servet. Utinam plus the subjunctive. Or we've got a wish coming here. Would that fatherly love, paterna delexio, the love of the father, a paternal love, semper servet, always sir, save or protect or conserve us, save us. Servo servare means to, to not to serve, but to save, protect, guard, so on. So would that uh, fatherly love always save us? Servet in the um, subjunctive mood, because it's servo servare, it's first conjugation, and we see the E, which is the sign of the subjunctive in the present. Okay, that's pretty clear, I think. Let's take a look at 11, which shows us a couple interesting things about uh, an idiom that we talked about. Opus est sacerdoti pro populo benedictionem domini invocare. Now remember, the word opus means work, as we've seen above in sentence number seven. But when it's together with the verb est, usually in the third person, sum usually in the third person, it has an idiomatic uh, meaning of there is need or it is necessary. And remember, if there is need of something, the thing that's in need usually goes in the ablative. If there is need to do something, opus est is followed by the infinitive, and the person for whom there is need to do it is in the dative. So here we have that configuration. Opus est sacerdoti. There is need or it is necessary for the priest, sacerdoti in the dative, pro populo benedictionum domini invocare. There's your infinitive. To invoke or call down benedictionum domini. The blessing of the Lord pro popolo, on behalf of the people. So it is necessary for the priest on behalf of the people to invoke or call down the blessing of the Lord, to call upon the blessing of the Lord. We get the word invoke, of course, from invocare. So there you have your opus est uh, with the dative and the uh, infinitive. Very good. Let's take a look at 13. Homo miser, lacrimase fundens, 
Dixit quod filius morie batur. Ah, the subject, Homer Miser, that wretched man, a wretched man. Lac, what kind of man is he? He's a lacrimas a fundens. Notice, a fundens, NS ending. That's the participial, participial ending in the nominative, masculine or feminine, singular, has to modify something in the nominative, has to be homo here. What kind of man is he? He is a lacrimas a fundens, pouring forth tears. Okay? So he's crying. That wretched man, pouring forth tears, Dixit said, quote, that Phileus, his son, the son, Morie Bator, was dying. This, of course, comes from the gospel story. I think it's probably the centurion here who meets Jesus, says, my son's dying. Um, what can you do? And then, of course, Jesus heals him without even going to his house. So the wretched man, the poor man, pouring forth tears, said that his son was dying. Notice, moriebator, from the verb morior. This is a deponent verb. It means to die. Moriebator, here the uh, imperfect tense. He was dying. Notice it has a passive ending, but an active meaning. Die. Okay. Good. Okay, let's take a look at 15. Heik nox est. Que hodie per universum mundum in Christo credentes redit gratiae. Ah, this is an interesting sense and a little tricky. Heik nox est. This is the night. This again comes from the great Easter hymn that's sung by the deacon on holy Saturday night when the church becomes illuminated by the candles and so forth and, and the paschal candle is lit. This is the night. Que, which, hodie, today, per universum mundum, throughout the entire world, in Christo credentes radit, there's the verb, the night which radit, returns, renders, gives back, redo, redare, return, right, redo, redare, to give back. This is the night which gives back or returns or renders. Now, what does it render? We have this phrase, in Christo credentes, ah, credentes, from credo, credere. You notice the entes ending, that's a participial ending. It's plural, nominative or accusative. Can it be nominative? Well, we don't have any plural verb. So it can't be the nominative because if it were plural nominative, we need a plural verb. So it must be plural accusative. And indeed it is because it serves as the accusative object of radit. This is the night which today, through the entire world, which renders those believing in Christ, or returns those believing in Christ, gratiae, to grace, to give back. It gives back, literally, those believing in Christ to grace in the dative. So credentes in Christo is the participial phrase which acts as the accusative object of radit. This is the night which gives back or returns those believing in Christ to grace. He could have said ad gratiam, ad plus the accusative there, but the data works uh, very well, particularly with verbs of giving and giving back, as we just mentioned. So that's an interesting sentence, important because of the way credentes is used as the participle standing as uh, for a noun there. Who are the credentes? Those are the believers. 
those believing in Christ. It returns them to grace. Okay. Very good. Number 17. Idio preco, Beata Mariam Semper Virginum, Omnes Angelus, et Sanctus, et Vos Fratres, Orari pro me ad Dominum Deum Nostrum. Well, you probably recognize this, if you, uh, particularly if you know the old Latin Mass. This is the uh, part of the Confidior, or I confess, the confession in Latin, and this is the truncated one that's found in the New Mass. The old mass is a little longer. It says, Idio precor beatem reum semper virginum, beatem michaelium archangelum, beatem Ioannem baptistum, sanctus apostolus Petro Apollos, Petro et Paulum, et, et te pater, and you, Father, orari prome ad dominum deum nostrum. Uh, here we've truncated, uh, we don't pray to as many people, but here we're praying. So, therefore, precor, I pray, and notice that's, I beseech. That's another deponent verb, has a passive ending, R, but it's translated actively. I beseech, I call upon, I pray to the blessed Mary, ever virgin, semper virginum, omnes angelus, all the angels, et, et sanctos, and the saints, et vos fratres, and you, my brethren, right, you brethren, or in the old mass, the altar boy used to say, et te pater, and you, Father, because he's saying it to the priest there at the prayers at the foot of the altar. And you, fratres, and you, brethren, to pray for me, pro me, ad dominum damnosum, to the Lord our God. So therefore, I pray, I beseech the blessed Mary, ever virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. That's our uh, confitior at the beginning of Mass. Very good. Important thing there, precor, the deponent verb, the verb, one of the deponent verbs, which is active in meaning, but passive in form. Okay, number 19. O Domine, et fac me tuis semper inherere mandatis. Okay, so we have O Domine, there's the vocative, O Lord. And then we have this fac me. Now remember, fac is one of those words. I gave you that little ditty. Duke, deke, fock, and fair should have had an E, but it's not there. Fock comes from the verb faccio. Normally, a third conjugation verb in the singular imperative, second person, will have an E. But four verbs, dico, duco, faccio, and fero, have their Singular imperatives without the E. So that's why we have the rhyme, the little rhyme. Duke, deke, fock, fair. Should have had an E, but it's not there. And this is a command. Fock me. Make me inherere. To cling always. Semper inherere. To cling. Inherere means to cling, to stick to. And that's with the dative. Tuis mandatis. Your mandates, your commands. What's that et in the beginning? and make me all, oh Lord, and make me. Probably eight, et, therefore, eight siam. We've seen that before. Also, indeed, Lord, and oh Lord, indeed, make me, also, Lord, make me always to cling to your commands. So the important thing there is the imperative singular, fac, plural, facite. Okay, good. Number 21. Ego bap. Tizavi vos aqua, 
Ile vero baptizabit vos spiritu santo, from the Gospel of Mark. We know who's speaking here, don't we? I baptized you with water. That's St. John the Baptist. Ile, that guy, meaning Jesus, but vero, but that guy, but indeed that guy, baptizabit, will baptize vos, you, spiritu santo, with the Holy Spirit, or by means of the Holy Spirit. These are ablatives, aqua and spiritu santo, ablatives of means. I baptized you by means or through water, with water, that one, but that one will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's pretty straightforward and an important uh, passage from the Gospel of Mark. Let's take a look at 23. Pecavi traden sanguinem innocentem from the Gospel of Matthew. Pecavi. I have sinned, right? Pekavi, first person, uh, perfect tense, I have sinned. What kind of I? Tradens sanguinem innocentem. Notice, tradens, NS ending, that's the participle ending, in the singular nominative, modifying something singular and in the nominative. Well, it has to be the implied subject of pekavi, I, pekavi, I. I, I, what kind of I? Handing over innocent blood have sinned. You will, of course, recognize this as a quotation made by Judas, who says this to the chief priest after he regrets betraying Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. And they say, well, that's not our business, that's yours. I have sinned. What kind, what, what kind of I? I handing over an innocent, uh, innocent blood. This, of course, the participial phrase uh, describing the circumstances under which the main verb occurred. Pretty nice sentence, pretty clear, I think. Let's take a look at 25. Tunc Jesus apostolis dated potestatem spirituum malorum. Then Jesus dated apostolis. To the apostles gave, remember with verbs of giving, we're going to expect an indirect object and a direct object. So then Jesus gave to the apostles, what did he give them? Potestatem, power. He gave them power of spiritual malorum, of evil spirits. Now, this is an interesting use of the genitive, and it shows you the importance of distinguishing between the objective and subjective genitive. Because Jesus did not give to the apostles the evil spirits power, but he gave them the power of of or over the evil spirit. So it's the object of genitive. Jesus gave to the apostles the power of evil spirits or over evil spirits. In other words, as it says uh, in the gospel, uh, near the end of uh, the gospel, he gave them the power to cast out demons and so forth. So that's what that means. And that's an interesting use of the genitive uh, and very illustrative that he gave them power over evil spirits. Good. Now let's take a look at 27, which is something of a cryptic sentence if you don't know the context. At a speechians dicebat, and looking up, dicebat, he was saying, video homines, I see men, that's clear, quia velut arbores video ambulantes, just as that, just as I see trees walking. Well, this is a strange sentence, and it comes from the Gospel of Mark. <coughs> and you might remember the, the context. Jesus 
is healing a man who is blind. And he, he, he takes some spittle, places it on his eyes, and the man says, I see homines, I see men, uh, because I see the, them just like walking trees. Now, this is further confused in the sense that in the actual Vulgate text, which I checked, in most manuscripts, there is no quia and there is no video in the Latin text. That makes it a little clearer because the man then says, I see men just like walking trees. In other words, at first when he looks, he sees men, but they appear to him like trees walking. Jesus then touches his eyes again and he sees everything perfectly clear. Uh, so uh, you see that uh, what, what, what we have here is a quotation from the uh, Vulgate, but what Collins has done is he's actually translated verbatim the Greek text, which works a little bit differently from the Latin, and that's why we've got quia and video in that second part. But what it means is, of course, I see men, and I see them just as trees walking. So they appear to me as trees walking. Um, it's a little clearer, actually, uh, in the Vulgate manuscripts that leave out the quia in the video, because then it would just say, video homines, velut arbores ambulantes. I see men just as trees walking, just as like I see trees walking. Um, and the arbores is uh, modified by ambulantes, uh, which is a participle. Or walk, what kind of trees? They're walking trees. So these people look like walking trees. All right, that's what 27 means. It's a little confusing, but I think you'll understand it now after my explanation. Let's take a look at 29. quia homo pecator sum domine, from the Gospel of Luke. Um, exi, exi from the verb exeo. Take off the X, you just have E. E is the singular second person imperative of the verb eo, go, ex, go away, right? We get the word exit from exeo. Go away from me, depart from me, because homo peccatus, I am a sinner man, I am a sinful, we would say sinful, here peccator means a sinner, I am a sinner, I am a man, a sinner. We'd say I am a sinful man, Lord. We know that passage, you might remember it. This is St. Peter speaking in the Gospel of Luke. Jesus had just said to the uh, apostles, "Take, let's get, go into the boat, go out into the deep and cast your nets. And Peter says, Lord, we, we've been at it for many, many hours tonight. We haven't caught anything. But he says, we'll do it. We'll do it anyway. He goes out and what happens? They make this like giant catch of fish that uh, breaks the nets. And that's when Peter comes back and says, you know, Lord, I should have never doubted you. Depart from me because I am a sinful man. Uh, that's pretty clear. The important thing there, exe, the singular imperative from exeo. The plural is ite. E is singular, talking to one person. Go away from. Good. And 31, one that we all know again. Agnus dei qui tolis peccata mundi, miserere nobis. Agnus dei, lamb of God. Qui tolis, you who. We know it's you because it's tolis, not lamb he who which would be tolit this is tolis so you who take up take away pecata mundi the sins of the world miserere nobis 
The important thing for our grammar here is miserere. This is a deponent verb. It is a verb that has passive endings but active meanings. And notice, it comes from miseror, to have pity on, to mercy, to, uh, to uh, be merciful toward, and it takes the dative, have mercy on us. Notice, the imperative of passive and deponent verbs looks like what an active infinitive would look like. That's why miserere looks like an infinitive of the second conjugation, ere ending. But it's actually the singular imperative of the passive form of the verb, miseror, to have mercy. Have mercy on us, miserere nobis. Of course, we know that that's from the August day at Mass. So there you have it. There are our exercises and drills for your homework for Unit 20. I hope that that's uh, been uh, clear to you now. All of the sentences are clear to you. Um, if you have questions, once again, let me emphasize, if you have questions, don't hesitate to drop me an email uh, and make sure that uh, your questions are answered. I'll be glad to answer anything that you send me. Um, if you need more practice, you can always go back and do the rest of uh, your sentences in the exercises. Um, I hope that, as I said, this is clear. And before we delve into a new lesson, a Unit 21 next Sunday, I hope you'll have time to review this homework, go over it, study your uh, grammar in this unit, and be ready to go ahead with our next lesson. Again, I wish you a wonderful day and a wonderful week. And God bless you. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to ask. We'll talk to you again on next Sunday. Bye-bye now.